0: You're listening to County Live with me, Martin Johnson, over here.
1: And me, Chris Redgway, over here. Redgway. Uh, last week I said Rodgway.
0: Yeah, you, Rodway is usually your go-to. <laughs> <laughs> but it is Chris Redgway over there. let's dive straight in then last time we talked we'd played no minutes of football we had no points we'd scored no goals as we see here we played 180 plus minutes scored a goal difficult performance to assess on Saturday and then much much better in a great game last night against Notts County
1: I I just said to you off air before we started um, Saturday was rubbish the game wasn't good um Maidenhead weren't good, the referee wasn't good. But Tuesday night was really good. Um I feel like it kick started the season. I feel like that was the first game of the season. Um, Maidenhead just it just didn't feel like a league game. I think we were still maybe a little hungover from the summer. Um but last night, um, you know, it was almost that resilience that we saw last season when the run started that got us from 12th up to 1st that that determination that no matter how hard you hit us we're going to keep getting back up and we're going to do what it takes to get that victory uh, and last night okay we've not come away with the three points but we have not let ourselves be beaten um, over the two games manager Jim Gannon has looked at his squad, um, he's moved things around where necessary, and he's had real success in the. F- if you break the, the games down into four quarters, the first half, second half, first half, second half, the, the final quarter, he absolutely outclassed Knox County, who mark my words will finish above Maidenhead, um, may well finish above Stopport County. Um, you know they're a very very good team Knox County, and they were just devoid of ideas. In that second half, had the game gone on another ten or fifteen minutes, you'd be talking. I think you'd be talking about a county win now.
0: So nothing necessarily to worry about. It's just one of those things on on Saturday. You just couldn't get. They just couldn't get there. And as you say, maybe that is something down to the shape of the squad. It's down to you know. I don't think any team. You know, the Premier League starts in a couple of days. Starts on Friday night. I don't think any team team will say. They are going to be at peak fitness, and they are going to be exactly where they want to be. It takes everybody a few games to yeah. to get into things.
1: I think you're right. I, I, I wouldn't say there's nothing to worry about, um, because I think um, I, I think there are a couple of little things that we need to work on. Um, a couple of the, the the key players, you know, the, the players who are going to have to become big name players, Jake Kirby, Conor DeMeo. Um, these players we need to see. Uh, Excel like we have done in the past. Um, I think uh, Jordan Keane and Ash Palmer, um, statistically very good, um, played a lot of games together last year but didn't really play many games as a centre-half pairing, whereas they are now. So I think they just have to work out an understanding a little bit more um, because they both have attributes that counteract the other's, I don't want to say weak points, but maybe not as strong points. Um and I quite like the dynamic of Dan Cowan and Sam Minahan being able to switch sides. It's not ideal, um, not having an out-and-out left-back. And maybe Ben Jackson will go into that role. We saw him have two uh, substitute appearances. First one was OK. Second one, as was the rest of the whole team, really, really impressive.
0: And that is, uh, let's talk a bit more about that then, because one of my favourite county players, Sam Minahan, we know what he brings. He brings 100% energy, 100% commitment, up and down. Playing on the left though, with with an extra com- that extra complication, does that, is he sound enough? Well, that, if that kind of carried on.
1: Well, I mean, you look back to to Barnet last season, uh, a game that we we probably could have won. You know, there were a few factors going against us: the Warburton injury, the fact that Ash Palmer was off the pitch when the when the balls were crossed in. But the main factor we said at the time was it was a, there was an error in judgment um, from Sam that led to the goal. Absolutely no way pinning the defeat on him, but it was just the whole build-up of play that led to that goal. We said at the time, would it have happened if um, Ash Palmer was on the pitch? Would it have happened if Matty Warburton uh, hadn't been injured? And would it have happened had Scott Duxbury at the time not been suspended? Um, and we'll never know for sure, but you'd probably say no. That being said, we said in commentary last night a few times that um, the whole team is growing and learning to this new level and it's adapting and it's it, it's got to gain attributes that it didn't previously either have or previously need. And one of those is um, Sam Minahan having to adapt to the left-hand side. You know, Against Barnett last season, he was thrown in to do a job because there was a suspension that came in that we weren't really ready for. This season... We've been able to prepare a little bit more, so um, I, I've got full confidence. I thought Dan Cowan played well on Saturday against Maidenhead at left back. Um, didn't put an awful lot wrong. Um, I can see why he's he's moved it around away from home to put Sam Minahan there, um, and we've got Ben Jackson on the bench as well. So I'm not too concerned, but Sam, you know, he did he did look stronger last night on, on Tuesday night when he when he was moved over to the right wing. I thought.
0: Right, well, let's hear
1: what uh, Jim Gannon thought about the two games. Jim, two games in already, season's back up and running. Just give us give us a rundown of what you've seen so far.
2: Yeah, it's a it's going to be a relentless uh, month in August. Uh, eight games before it's out. Um, but yeah, um, disappointed with the with the points haul. I think one point for the efforts to be put above games is probably uh, less than we deserved, um, but reasonably pleased with. Overall, with the energy uh, and the effort the players, uh, I think we just need to tidy up on a few things and just uh, keep growing into games. And I think uh, I think Tuesday, I was far more pleased with the performance. Um, I think it was like as if Saturday was maybe a little bit nervy, a little bit tense, hot weather, cameras, I don't know, a little edge went off us. But I thought we went about a business with much more purpose on Tuesday. So in that sense, I was really pleased because my concern would have been more about perhaps the... The impact of Saturday on a Tuesday game. So traveling anywhere on a Tuesday night to a full time side and we'll just come from a higher league with lots of experienced players—it's always a daunting task. But I thought we were more than a match for them and well deserved the point. We
1: always tend to start by looking back, and Knox County was the last game. We we're coming coming into the game off the back of a loss. Knox County take the lead you must be overjoyed to see the resilience in your squad to bounce back from that. And as you say, Nox County, they've just come down, they've got some good, strong players there. And there's that grit and determination that got County promoted in the first place is still there within the squad.
2: Yeah, I, I think that the lads are realists. I think they, they realised in the first half they had um, some several good opportunities. Um, I remember Jake slipping franking when either one of them should have got a better shot off. and. Elliot had two really good chances, Um, we had a number of set plays. And then they went up the other end and scored and then you feel a little bit disappointed how the lad's going to react, but I think the the feeling at half-time was that um, we've done really well, Um, we've shown our ability to penetrate, our ability to create chances. What we need to do is just keep doing that, just tweaked a few things. Um, We always had up our sleeve a couple of substitutions that I felt would energise us and give us another little power play. Um, and I think that um, we had a really strong 20 minutes um, where we deserved the goal, but we didn't get the goal till after they had a bit of a flurry so um, it was one of them games where we could have come away with nothing but I felt that the lads just stuck to the task um, whether you call that um, courage whether you call that uh, character uh, lots of different qualities come into play at that point you know uh, just keep persevering keep doing what you know is working keep believing in what you're doing is, is going to get results and I think we That came to the fore. Elliot kept making them runs and got himself that goal. It was great. Um, And we also asked a lot of questions where they were at full stretch and the keeper had to pull off some good saves. And I think it's probably been a trademark in the last two games, surprisingly, that the keeper's been man of the match for the opposition.
1: I know it's only two games into the season, but... Do you, do you feel like the level has raised with the promotion? Do you feel like the level of opposition, there is just more quality in them? Do you feel like county players have got to raise their game because it's a level above now?
2: Oh, without a doubt. Uh, I think that's clear for everybody to see. Um, I'd be surprised if there's any weak teams in this division. Perhaps a team that has um, a poor run of form loses its confidence or has an injury crisis, you might feel. But. Um, Maidenhead, um, Notts County, you can only imagine how well they'll do in the national north. So I think the level, and they wouldn't at this stage be considered as the best teams in this division. I think we'll see that before the next six or seven games are out when we play the likes of Chesterfield and Wrexham and Fylde um, and Solihull and Moores next month. I think we're going to see what the the, the really tasty sides have to offer at this level and whether we can raise that next level with them. But I think, yeah, it's clear that um, uh, the fans might sit there and, and, and think, is the quality there, uh, you know, uh, but certainly the, the sharpness of thought, the they're the, 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 the more decisive in the way that they defend, they're, they're a little bit bigger, they're a little bit stronger, a little bit faster. And as I said to my players at the end of uh, Tuesday's game, that we're there, thereabouts, but what we need to do now is uh, rise to the challenge of this level, all those little extra bits, that extra inch or two, that extra bit of... Uh, Decision making, quicker concentration—all those things. that need to go up a level for us to compete. And if we, if we find the level, this level of stretch and we rise to it, then we'll become better players and a better team.
1: This Saturday, it's uh, another relegated club. It's one that caused uh, created very happy memories last season. It's Yeovil away. Just tell us a little bit about preparation for that game.
2: Um, yeah, uh, Yeovil again—a a team that. Perhaps uh, ownership issues like Notts County, but I think the uh, manager's been going about his business, uh, getting his team together, getting his shape together, getting his principles play. I think we're going to find a team that most likely plays, like most of the teams at this level, a, a kind of a 3 5 2 or with one or two attacking midfielders, supporting two central strikers, and aggressive play from wing backs. Um, a very direct team. they got, The they've keeper's got a huge kick, everything's from long, um, lots of energy, lots of presence. Um, and it paid off for them um, on Tuesday night because that got them the goal and then from there they were able to defend within their shape. So they're a gritty, hard-working side with a touch of quality um, and a, t- a good, good, well-organised team. So it would be a tough place. Uh, I think it would be different than what happened last year. Um, I don't think they are underestimate us. Uh, perhaps when you look at a team that's two divisions below. Um, we had a game plan last year uh, because of the weaknesses and the strengths that we've received in... Uh, Yeovil and we'll have to have an equally good game plan even though our two teams are on the same level now. Um, but uh, again, it's about us just sort of maximising our strengths. We've got some really good features about our team at the moment. That we've got to make sure that they come to the fore. And um, But uh, like I said, there's been a good feel around the group at the moment. I think it was really important that we got that point on Tuesday. And it wasn't just a point, it was the overall performance. It was the overall feel of going to a place where of a league club with league players um, and feeling that you're you're more than a match for them and more than uh, an equal on a par with them in terms of fitness, energy and quality. So that'll give us um, a lift going into this game. And uh, again, but we always knew this would be a challenging week to have to go to places like Notts County and Yorvan the same week. And uh, so that's going to be a huge challenge, but I think my players are are well up for it and well capable of rising to that.
1: You mentioned the, the feel good factor around the players coming away from Notts County. Uh, with the draw, it was like you say, beautiful ground, league players. Uh, I've got to mention the county fans who travelled in, in, in huge number. They will do again on Saturday. They were there in huge number against Maidenhead at home. But what does that do for the players? All of those field goal combinations, like you know, you said at, at the top of the show there. The points haulage maybe is not what you would have liked, but everything else is in a good place. What does that do for you when you go out onto the pitch? It's,
2: it's, it's a magnificent, you know, when you get that kind of support uh, at home. I thought our fans were brilliant, you know, they, they got behind me and they lifted the team at the right So I made them did everything they possibly could to kill the game and to quiet the crowd down and uh, our fans were brilliant and very support throughout and I think, uh, obviously, away from home, uh, I, I think for everybody that was involved on Tuesday night, I, it just gave us a feel of how great it is to be at this level and it's not because we're going to Notts County, but just to be playing at... Better places against better teams, and challenging yourself against, uh, as a manager against other managers, players against other players, and fans against other fans, and um, yeah, so it created a really good atmosphere, and I think our fans uh, enjoyed the whole feel of being at a place like that and seeing our team playing at a place like that, and that's going to be really, really, really part part of the enjoyment we're going to have this year, and uh, and part if once we enjoy that taste, we'll want to stay here and kick on and get a feel of the next level, and that's you know. Uh, if you go back to the olden game, that's why I wanted the olden game, or the Macclesfield and Mansfield game that was before that. I wanted the lads to, and the fans to be able to go to somewhere where I think, you know, we're back at another level, a higher level, and let's enjoy it and let's uh, revel in it. And I think we all did on Tuesday. Night.
1: So mentally, they're in a good place. Physically, how uh, any knocks or injuries? It's a lot of football as it usually is in August. Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. Physically, we're looking okay.
2: Um, yeah, I think I think we're, we're monitoring the lads closely. I mean, every training session now at the moment it's a kind of a. Uh, we're going to have to manage the recovery and the preparation of certain players who've maxed out in the previous game and, and then also keep the other lads top top, motivated and uh, working on all the skills that then they should get an opportunity to play. Um, we had a couple of players sit out today, nothing too concerning, um, but the levels of fatigue are there uh, and we've got to be make sure we're monitoring it. Uh, make sure we're managing the minutes of players. Uh, make sure we we don't overwork people. Um, we don't want to risk any injuries with players. Um, you know, Bell being an example where we kind of eased him back in. You know, ten minutes on Saturday, thirty minutes. We're building them up, um, and then that maybe then we will have to take the pressure off other lads who are playing ninety minutes week in week out. And uh, but yeah, so we've got a couple of players sit out today with uh, just fatigue injuries, and uh, but I think everybody will be fighting fit, and we'll have the same eighteen ninety 19 men squad come to you.
1: As usually happens, the summer goes and comes too quickly. Are you glad the season's back up and running?
2: I don't think the season's, the summer's gone yet. I think we're right in the height of the summer. I think Saturday was a tremendous weather, and uh, it's great to be out training and nights like tonight and playing on Saturdays when they're like, um, you no, know, last Saturday was. Um, no, I'm, I'm delighted we're up and running. Uh, I think we we're all. Um, had a different a set of emotions going into this game but uh, certainly a uh, delight to be right back in the action and uh, looking forward to a really good season Jim a big game on
1: Saturday as ever all
0: the very best one thing about what you were saying there Chris about um, Conor DeMayo uh, and players like that the good thing with them is we know what they are capable of now the reason they weren't starters last year is because they're, they're still growing themselves they're still learning and you know you don't get That kind of performance from week in, week out Nor should you expect it But the good thing is That the potential is there
1: Yes, um, the potential is there And the potential is starting to be realised I think it will need to move on a little quicker um, If I'm honest I think Jake Kirby um, He will get he he will get better. We know what he's about. He's about that frightening pace, but he's just not had the the rub of the green yet, you know. And it was kind of typified on Saturday when he's rounded the keeper and he seemingly got one of the easiest finishes he'll ever have, but he can't quite steer it in, into the back of the net. You know, uh, if that's at the end of last season, that's in no questions asked. But it, you know, it seems harsh for me to put it on him alone. You look last night um, against Knox County, Frank Mulhern and Elliot Osborne both guilty of missing chances that you put your house on them this time last year well maybe not this time last year but towards the end of the season last year um to put away frank has very very tamely just scooped it up into the keeper's hands and elliot osborne had the right idea to round the keeper but it just didn't nearly get the technique required um to steer it It past a a very good goalkeeper who somehow got man of the match for knots county i think that was Kind of the sponsors kicking out a little bit that they shouldn't be at non-league level and believe you me we know how that feels but um, we saw the game progress and we saw them grow into their roles a little more and Elliot of course then went full circle and capped it off with a just a sublime goal really just. Um, uh, f- Fantastic link-up play, little one, two leaving, leaving a defender that has played in the Premier League, that has played in a League Cup final against Liverpool, that has you know team players who've played in the Champions League, who play for notts County now, leaving them completely bamboozled. Um, that's the potential in this squad. It is starting to realise it, uh, and I think if we have if we play more games this season, like we do, like we did against notts County, and less games this season, like we did against Maidenhead. You know, I think I'm not going to say we'll win the league. I'm not even going to say we'll get into the playoffs. But I think we'll have a positive season.
0: That's a, an, an interesting way to frame it. Um, so, what about the the great forward debate? Um, so, I, well, at this stage, after just two games, is it even worth talking about?
1: I thought I thought last night kind of teed it up nicely. This conversation really, because you uh, you take a look at how um, Niall Bell was utilized when he came on. Uh, and how he was utilised on Saturday when he came on and it was in contrast really to the way he was utilised when he came off the bench last season last season when he came off the bench it was usually because Frank had run himself into the ground now we've got to get the fresh legs of Niall Bell on both times this season he's come on to play up top alongside Frank Um, and Niall Bell last season told me that he wanted that he wanted to play with a partner he wanted to play with Frank Mulhern Um, You know, he feels they both offer very different things. Frank has a certain tenacity, um, but, you know, doesn't have the the physical strength of Niall Bell. Niall Bell doesn't have the fancy footwork, although you'd have been fooled for believing he did after some of his touches last night. He doesn't always have the composure of Frank Mulhern, but he's got that raw, brute strength that can just bust through doors whenever needed to. So... um, I think he's put a strong case forward. It maybe isn't going to be the season that we predicted and that the number nine is just going to continually swap between the two. Um, I'm, I'm really happy with what I saw uh, of Nile Bell. Certainly last night, you know, he, he he was putting real fear into defenders. And Frank, Frank's, you know, he's not exactly hit the ground running because he's not got any goals to show for himself yet. And, you know, he has had a couple of decent chances. But... Um, You know, you would not exactly suggest he's slacking or he's 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 looking like he's missing a yard or two. Um, I just think I just think he needs to get the ring rust off, if I'm honest. And and and, um, you know, I think the goals will come. Interesting insight into a lot of players there.
0: Who's your player of the week over those two games? Who was the one who who you would say stood out
1: and gave Um, us two sevens or an eight and a seven, (laughs) six and an eight? Uh, There's a couple of players that could give it to. Uh, I could give it to Elliot Osborne um, for the way that he—he he was probably quite frustrated at starting on the bench on Saturday when he was given the number ten shirt. Uh, he's come on and he's—he tried. He couldn't really get into the game on Saturday, and you know didn't really get too much to show for himself. But last night proved why he's such a key figure. Uh, getting the first goal for the club um, in back in the National League is—is is a huge momentum. Is he—is a huge. Um, Ticking his box if you like it's, it's a great thing for him to flagship around um, I could give it to Sam Minahan who I thought has adapted well And Dan Cowan who's adapted well And moved around well But I'm going to give the player of the week This week to Paul Turnbull Because he's been the guy in the middle of the park He's not done everything right While he's been on the pitch with a couple of stray passes And you know I think he, he looked uh, Like he was feeling the occasion a little bit Against Knox County in the first half uh, On Tuesday but um, the way he's led this team from the north into the national, where there is, you know, maybe we didn't quite grasp the, the scope of the task at hand when we said that there's not much difference in class. There is. You can see there is. Strikers like Jake Cassidy uh, at Maidenhead show that, that there is, that you know that type of player does exist up here. Um, and, and Bully has been able to work with his defenders behind him, his strikers in front of him, He's been communicating with the other leaders in the team, like Ben Hinchliffe and Ash Palmer, uh, and he's he's just guided players through that. And um, I think when they're all stepping up to the big occasion, he's got to be the guy that says, A, I know these players, B, I know this manager, C, I know this level of football. And I think he's communicated that really well across the team. So for me, congratulations, buddy. Um, you are the maiden voyage player of the week this season. <laughs> Maiden
0: voyage. Yeah, give us your money, maiden
1: voyage. Right? Is that the right term? I don't know. <laughs> <It's coughs> the first voyage. one. The first one. Vo-
0: yeah. I suppose it is. Well, <clears throat> anywho. So, Saturday, a long trip down to Yeovil on yeah. the slopey pitch at Huish Park. Huish. Um, but, you know, going back to how you, how you frame the game with the four quarters, that is the... The kind of spirit and the mood you'd want to be in as they came off the pitch last night.
1: Yeah, I completely agree, and it was you know it brings back memories because last season we saw the Icelandic thunderclap mm. down at Huish Park uh, when County dispatched of then League Two Yeovil in the FA Cup, uh, and last night having dispatched of previously League Two um, Standard Notts County, um, the, the thunderclap came out again, and that that. Um, relationship between the fans and the players showed that it's it's still as strong as it ever was so good time to go back down to Yeovil a good time um, for me personally and a couple of the other media guys who were there last season and were greeted by a steward who said to us on the way in enjoy your day out which I thought was uh, a little patronizing so um, I'm gonna I'm, I'm looking forward to asking him if he enjoyed his time out in, in the league given that um, you know we're fairly more familiar to that kind of level of football than he is maybe I shouldn't get so pedantic but um, well,
0: when you go when you go down why don't you have a little invite in your pocket and give it to him and say <laughs> we' for the return game like an invitation to a day out in Stockport and you could list all the things like you know go to the Hat museum you know <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah I, th- I think I might do that I think at the ta- at, uh, at the time last season to try and exact a little bit of revenge in my own non-threatening way. Uh, I think I just ate a couple of extra sandwiches with the press room. Yeah, that'll <laughs> just, show. Yeah, filled yeah. your pockets. Yeah, maybe sandwiches. I will enjoy yeah. my day out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Drain the uh, tear. Yeah. Um, no, but you know, uh, last season um, there was a lot of highs, and Yeovil was one of them. So it's nice to go back there um, uh, and just kind of relive that a little bit. Going to be interesting to see. You know, will you have that momentum that you had last season? Last season it was a real. You know, oh, they're two divisions above us, and it's. You know, it's a big task at hand, and you've got to really rise to the occasion. Whereas this time, you're on a level playing field, and you know the the, the players that they're up against, they, they don't see you as um, plucky underdogs anymore that they can maybe uh, overlook. But instead, they see you as competition on merit, and you know maybe that maybe that presents a different mindset. Maybe um, all of a sudden they they quite fancy taking a point, and it changes their mindset because. They didn't want the replay last season, so they went all out for the win. Went a goal ahead, and then you know, kind of opened up a little bit, trying to get it over the line. Maybe that doesn't happen this time. Maybe it. Maybe a clean sheet is priority. So, um, I think it's a very different game to last season. But at the same time, from a fan's perspective, you know they, the, the fans, we, we won't see it like that. We won't think of the tactical side of it. We'll just get into that ground and remember what it looked like, um, you know, seven or eight months ago, whatever it was, when we were there uh, on that on that kind of cold evening. But you didn't really feel it because everyone was bouncing around. So, um, I think it'd be a great day out. I think it'd be lovely. Um, you know, it's an early start, but there's going to be a lot of them this season. So get used to them maybe a couple of Somerset siders while well. we're on the way and, and happy days. And uh, who's,
0: from a player's perspective, who's going to be your one to watch? Who are you going to be keeping an eye on?
1: Um, until he until he um, breaks his duck for the season, Frank Mulhern, I think, has to be the one to watch. Because as a striker, every minute that passes, or every half of football that passes that he doesn't score, I can just imagine that he's going to be getting a little bit more frustrated and a little bit... You know, he wants that goal a little bit more. He's going to be um, trying a few more things to get under the skin. And whereas I don't think it'll affect his game in a negative way, um, I think it'll just see him become a little bit more demanding of um, of the players around him, which is, you know, definitely not a negative thing. Um, and I think it applies a bit more pressure on the defence in front of him, who are tasked with keeping him out. So it should be an interesting game for Frank. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how he. How he fares at Huish, and um, he's the one to watch for me.
0: And we're looking forward to hearing your mellifluous tones, and Mr. John, mellifluous, mellifluous. Look it up, mellifluous tones. I will look it up. Um, And Mr. John Kieran, of course, in the commentary box for the game against Yeovil and Stockport County um, on Imagine FM on Saturday. Before that, though, we promised a feature. We have a new feature. Yeah. Very simple game. It's called Who's the Hatter. For our, I'll explain the game to you. We will give you three facts about a player. Could be a player, could be a manager, could be a member of the coaching staff as we go through the season. Firstly, we just tell you where they were born. Second, and then two other facts. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll see if you can get it. And then you have to tweet us and tell us honestly. We will know if you cheated because we've got our ways. Yeah. We're all over the internet. We're the Cambridge Analytica of, Stop- <laughs> <laughs> of Stockport. We have listening <laughs> software. Yeah, we Europe. do. We're watching you. So see if you can get it after Titbit 1,
1: Titbit 2 or Titbit 3. Okay, so today's, tonight's, this morning's, whenever you're listening, today's Hatter was born in Birmingham. Now, if anyone says they get it from that, we don't believe you. We
0: don't believe you. Maybe you know the players that well. Or players that have played that well. But there you go, that's your first. Number one, born in Birmingham. Our
1: second tip bit is his middle names. Oh. This footballer's middle names was Derek Michael.
0: And you've given an, an, an extra bit of info there. A free, there's a freebie there because you said
1: was. Was. Yeah. And he. And he, yeah. So. And finally... Um, Mr. Blank Derek Michael Blank from Birmingham Uh, his first club was Mile Oak Rovers
0: there you go let us know who you think that player was and give us an honest answer whether whether you got it from Fact 1, Fact 2 or Fact 3
1: on Twitter is the place to do that at live scfc. bear in mind we will know if you cheated Um, but if you do get it right what's the price? The prize is eternal great gratitude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just looking around the room and there's some, I think somebody else's lip balm yeah, or something. You can have the
0: lip balm or you can have this um, this board marker pen. Yeah, it's blue and yeah. white as well. Yeah, it's, so it's blue and white, yeah, and so it's perfect, white. yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the excellent brand Q-Connect, who hopefully will sponsor us after hearing this. Other felt podcast. pens do exist. But thanks, Chris. Remember to like, subscribe and comment wherever you listen to your podcasts. Chris, thanks. Thank
1: you.